talk about it. Oh, yeah. No, we can't talk about that. We can talk about it. And, uh, we can talk about it round. Well, ways. if we can't talk about it, let's not do this. <laughs> let's not do this. Well, Either we talk about it or we don't. Or we don't do this. I want to talk about Katie Cornhole. Remember Katie Cornhole from Memphis? Yeah. Katie Cornhole. Cornhole. Katie Cornhole. What a great New Zealand Katie Cornhole. Yeah, she's a great New Zealand. She sent us three yuckers mm, for Valentine's Day. Yeah. Yeah, which is really nice. And if, you, if you're wondering why her name's Katie Cornhole, it's because she's good at that game, Cornhole. You know the game Cornhole? We throw the corn bags down the hole. Is it called horn, Cornhole, that game? Yes. Cornhole. Cornhole. You know the game? You see them, you've seen a bit of Cornhole around these days, don't you? Katie Cornhole was part of a part of a plan once with someone who was becoming quite tricky to deal with and just a bit of punishing. And so someone came up with an idea of how to kind of shut them down a little bit. And that was to get them incredibly, just to, to, there were four of us that were involved in this. You were one of those other people. Me? Yeah. Yep. I was another person in case. There, there was five people involved in this Yeah, mission. five people. Seven people. And uh, the person was becoming increasingly punishing and we needed to shut them so down. So your plan was the best way to shut this person down and I think we were in Wellington at the time. Mm-hmm. The best place to shut this person down was to get them really, 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 really drunk so they were shut down. So they were hung over the next day so they so they just basically couldn't talk. Well, we, we, we want to lose the words because, you know, when people drink a lot, they lose their words. Yeah. And then the next day they don't have the energy to go on. So here was my plan. Everybody, yep. everybody was in on it. We mm-hmm. would go up and everybody would buy a shot for this person. So this person would have a shot with everybody. We'd only have to have one out of five. Yeah, so, so I'd have a shot with with him or her you'd have a shot with him or her but and then Katie Cornhole would have a shot with him or her and then another and so he'd have five shots we'd only have one yeah but see this is where it went wrong and this is because that was the battle you, you came it was a bloody battle. good plan you got to say oh, I don't know because it's only when the rubber hits the road when you know it's a good plan and you know as everyone says all your plans go out the war go out the window in the theatre of battle and when we went in there you had your first shot mm-hmm. Cornhole went in mm three other people went in yeah then i went in yeah and then there was a fracas that took the rest of you guys away yeah well someone lost a credit card on the ground someone dropped a credit card so there was this fracas Mm. and you guys are all dealing with that situation Mm. and then i was in for five shots after that because you guys were gone i was looking around and then the shots started coming because this this woman punishing woman was um was on the shots now. And so what had meant to be one shot each, and so probably three shots would have been 15 shots. Well, she started getting into the spirit of things and started buying yeah, shots, shots for you, but that wasn't the way and it so was So you guys were gone. You guys were outside the bar. You were everywhere. Everyone was panicking. Well, to find the credit it was the Radio Hadaki credit card was missing. G Lane, we knew he'd be on riding our ass for the credit card. Then I'm sitting there. I'm looking for backup. I'm going, backup. I need backup. Backup. I'm texting for backup. I'm suddenly six or seven shots deep. With this lady, yeah, she's her words are firing up. Her words, she's not. She was getting more, more she, wordy. She was increasing, but that, that was always. We knew that was going to happen. So we knew that the words were going to get more, and it was going to get more intense before it dropped away. And it was a long term plan. It wasn't just for the. We were going to take the punishment for that moment, for the for the no punishment for the whole next day. Because yeah, yeah, it but, was all about the next day. But many hands make light work. Yeah, and, and we and, came back, but, no, we, but the whole plan was that we spread the load of the shots, and then I took the full brunt. Yeah, but then we it's came like back. it's like it's like we're all fault. going over the trenches. Mm. Let's go, run towards the enemy. Mm. I look back, you guys are still in the trenches, 
and I'm taking the full force of Jerry, not you, like the Germans. Yeah. On my own. Yeah. Well, that's, sometimes that's the way it works. Hang and on you, a, you took. Hang it. on a minute. Was I the Punisher you were trying? No. Was this a was this a white flag operation? Was it? maybe. Maybe it was, was two she, birds with one stone. Was that stone. woman on? Maybe it was two birds with one stone. So there the, was a, there was a look. There was there were casualties. We never left Shoney's. There was no credit card. There were look. Maybe there were what do you call it? Friendly fire. There were some people that. Were, That's tre- that, what treason. No, just collateral damage. Collateral oh, damage. Oh my god! I've just seen through the matrix. So <laughs> the idea was you got two punishers, me and this girl. You go. We can shut these guys up by starting off the shots because you know that once the shots start, those two are going to go for it and they'll eventually lose their chat. Look, as I said, you were collateral damage, <laughs> but in the end, did the plan work? Well, I was vomiting the next day. Yeah. And so was the girl, and she was very quiet. You got to say the next day. She was. She was very quiet. And thank fuck, because I had a raging hangover. I couldn't have taken her shit the next day. For sure, mm-hmm. especially fucking terrible, so, day, terrible plan, day in Wellington. Terrible work. day in Wellington. The plan did work. Yeah, I guess it did. Anyway, we're not doing this song. Yeah, let's not bother about this today. Mm-hmm. Okay, so it's Valentine's Day. We talk a lot about that on the show. <laughs> I'm done. Yeah, same, I'm, I'm done. done. I'm done for the week. I'm done for the week. I've done. All right. Okay, we'll see you Monday. Uh, yeah. Okay. Bye. After the podcast, give it a listen. It's such a good show, I think. Are a great New Zealander. And this is the award winning Matt and Jerry Show. Available everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. All the news, sport, and great music you need for your morning. Right here on Hodaki with Matt Heath and Jeremy Wells. Morning and welcome to the Matt and Jerry Show for Valentine's Day, Friday the 14th of February 2020. Happy Valentine's Day to you, those with loved ones and the cripplingly lonely like me as well. We deserve flowers. We've already been sent some yuckers, actually. Yeah, well, we've got some yuckers in the studio, but. Um I think I'm going to be lonely as well, actually, after my Valentine's Day gift, but I'm going to get into that later on. I think after 20 years of being with Tulsi, my partner, I think it's over. Really? She's going to leave you? No, I'm leaving her. <laughs> I'm leaving well, that's her. more positive for you in the show, because you, when you're leaving, you tend to be less grim than when you left. That's a good point. Yeah, so that's I wouldn't have to put point. up the melancholia from you. Yeah, I mean, these yuckas that we've got in the studio, look at that. Yeah, roses are red, violets are blue, yuckas are... And so are you. Yeah. I'll try that again. Here we go. Roses are red, violets are blue. Yeah, you're And so are you. Yeah, how thoughtful for uh, a listener to send us uh, a whole bunch of yuckas. I nearly took an eye out on a yucca. Like, we're talking like full man-sized yuckas here yeah. with their razor swords. For people that don't know what a yucca is, it's kind of a tropical succulent that's rife. And the North Island yeah, um, grows kind of like a retarded cabbage tree. Looks like a very, very small uh, palm tree. Yeah, with spiky, spiky sword-like leaves. And we've been campaigning against them for a long time with our... ...campaign. And someone has taken that the wrong way and thought that we'd want to come into the studio and find three massive yuccas. Yeah. And the interesting thing about the yucca... That yucca, if I know a yucca, that yucca will survive for 10 years. No water, nothing. It can, it can be out of the ground. They yeah. just keep going. I don't know how, how they keep you, going. Because we got you a yucca when you started on 7 Sharp, but we didn't put it in any water. We just hacked a, the top of a yucca yeah. and brought it in here. Lasted about six months. Still as green as with yeah. no water going in there. <laughs> Very resilient plant. What are they? They're but, super plants. I don't know what they are. They're triffids. They're aliens. They? They're They've evil. killed Ash Thomas, our news, news readers' cat. Yeah. Stabbed her kitten through the heart with their 
sword-like leaves. Yeah. $350,000 a year spent on ACC and yucca-related injuries. I believe, yeah, I believe it's two hundred and sixty last year. It was $260,000. was genuine. was genuine claims to ACC because of yucca-related injuries. That's what people are saying. Hey, here's a great, great song to start Valentine's Day, isn't it? You're a loser, baby. Yeah, that's how I feel. I can't wait to hear why you're leaving your lovely partner. Oh, man. It opens up an opportunity for me, though, I guess. We'll talk about that later. This is the Hodaki Breakfast Podcast with Matt Heath and Jeremy Wells. Cheers to ITM. Wonderful world of crime. Wichita Falls Police arrested a woman Friday for five warrants, including allegedly giving officers a fictitious name during a traffic stop. The fake name the suspect provided also had an arrest warrant on it. <laughs> <laughs> According to the probable cause affidavit, shortly after 9pm Wednesday, January 15, officers observed a vehicle fail to use a turn signal. After the vehicle was stopped, both the driver and the passenger were detained after the officers observed something fly out of the passenger window. <laughs> <laughs> the passenger later identified as Sharika Strawn, 28. Sharika. Told officers her name was Porshala Strawn. <laughs> A records check revealed that Porshala Strawn had an outstanding warrant for arrest. While the woman was being transported to the jail, she told officers her real name was Sharika Strawn. So throw another charge of lying to an officer or whatever that charge is on top of your other charges. Uh, when officers checked the records, they found five warrants for her arrest as well. When you have to make up a fake name for yourself, do you often accidentally give two first names? Like you'll go, Glenn Glens <laughs> or Mark Markson, mm. Matthew Matheson. <laughs> well, that was the Traveller family, weren't they? Remember the yeah. Traveller family at the beginning of last year? What did he call himself? Jo- John Johnson. Yeah, that's right. He did John Johnson. He was John Johnson. That happens to you. You give your name. Jeremy Geraldson. Hey, I've got a spooky <laughs> fact that I was thinking of just as I was walking home yesterday. When you, when you think of facts, that's making them up, but yeah. <laughs> when I was, a, a spooky fact. Okay. Okay, these... Uh, you know, people that I have worked with as a partnership of some kind in my working life, right? Yes. You and I, for example. Yeah. Matt Heath. Yes. Two first names. Matt and Heath is a first name as well for yeah. some people. Yeah. Heathcliff. Yeah. Uh, Hillary Barry. Oh. Michael Roberts. Oh, my God. You're attracted to people with two first names. I'm attracted to working with people. You're with- attracted to? I, I'm totally, well, attracted to, I mean, oh, Attracted Hillary, to working with. Totally. Mm. Um, and, you know, yeah, right. Mikey, totally. Not right. so much you. Uh-huh. But, you know. <laughs> Jesus, all right. Okay, I'm sorry, spooky f- hit of Mikey, but that's right. Spooky fact on Valentine's Day, too. That sure makes you think, doesn't it? <laughs> doesn't it? We're living in a simulation, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> We're just a complete coincidence. <laughs> and most names are actually have first names in them anyway. I mean, Johnson, for example. Hanger Son and Banger. Just, John. The production team of Hanger and Banger, they just have one name each. Yeah, well, they rhyme. You can listen to the Matt and Jerry Show live from 6 till 9 a.m. weekdays. Mm. Text north or south to 3483 for a frequency near you. Cheers to ITM. Oh, what a beautiful song, American Girl for Valentine's Day. What's that one about? Is it, about, is it Love, American Girl? She was an American Girl? 
Brave Dawn Promises. This is actually not really a love song. One Valentine's Day, we played nothing but long love songs, didn't we? Love songs till nine. We forgot to do it this year. I don't want to play love songs. I don't want to celebrate Valentine's Day. I mean, we've got these yuckers in the studio. That's bad enough. But after <laughs> you're leaving Valentine's your partner, Day, I'm leaving my partner after yeah. 20, 20 years. That's a twenty year anniversary coming up in April. Uh, we're not going to make twenty years. That's the end of it. You're going to leave on the anniversary or before the anniversary? Mm, I don't know. I'm just going to slowly leave over the next few weeks. Really? Just, I'm going to. You're going to go my, down to the shops and never come back. Plot my. I'm going to. What I'm going to do? I'm going to buy a caravan. I'm going to move the caravan into the back garden. And I'm going to rob and bane it. Because, I mean, I need to, I don't want to, I don't want to move away from our house. You want to be around the kids? I want to see the kids still. It's yeah. healthy to move into a caravan in the backyard. No, no problem with the when kids. When has that ever gone wrong? Yeah, what? A caravan in the backyard? A caravan in the backyard. Yeah. Dad in a caravan in the backyard. We had some next door neighbours that had a caravan in the backyard. It's caravan in the backyard and next step, uh, either you lose your whole family or you end up moving to somewhere else. But it's a nice interim measure. Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, I'm looking forward to, to hearing why you're leaving your partner. <sighs> and as I say, you know, every end is an opportunity for someone else. You know Stay what I'm saying? Stay away. I, that will drive me back to her. Well, what if I move into a, ca- in a caravan and <laughs> you move into a caravan and I back another caravan up behind it? <laughs> Double caravan back. I'm, try- I'm trying to get in. You're trying to get out. Well, no, you can put. You can stay in the caravan with me, and then you move inside, <laughs> and I move out. We'll just do a swap. It'll be smooth. It'll be a smooth transition. <laughs> By that stage, I'll be, I'll be wanting. Well, to you're transitioning as well. Move somewhere else. I can. No, I'm not transitioning. It's ending because you're transitioning. We're talking to Simon Bridges, the National Party leader. At is he transitioning? He's aiming to seven. Well, the latest polls, he's aiming to transition into Prime Minister, isn't he? Potentially. The polls are looking quite good for him. You can text us uh, your questions on 3483. Also at 8.40, we're going to talk to Mike Minogue about cops on e-scooters. Because, uh, see, cops are getting uh, e-bikes, aren't they? Oh. That's the, uh, that's the way. Uh, also, uh, Valentine's Day, because it's today, uh, we've got some wonderful gifts to give away, thanks to uh, Rudy's. Uh, you'll need to let us write your card, though. That's the only thing. So uh, we'll give away a couple more of those today. Uh, maybe two of them just after 7 o'clock. Stay tuned. Matt and Jerry Show, Radio Hoodie. This is the Hodaki Breakfast Podcast with Matt Heath and Jeremy Wells. Cheers to ITM. Coming up on the agenda today, stories making news. Police add e-bikes to their crime-fighting arsenal. E-bikes with guns on the front. Uh, the guns on the front. No, they I don't actually it, have guns. I always find it interesting do. when you're in Santa Monica and, or you know, in the states or Florida or whatever, and you see those cops on the bikes, and they all look so happy and friendly. And then as they go past, you see they've got a mass Glock mm. attached to their side, and you're like, "Is it any worse to get shot dead from someone in shorts on a bike than someone out the side of a patrol car?" Will our cops be wearing shorts? Gotta wear the shorty shorts. I don't know. Will they be wearing bike pants? Speedos. Can't wear spe- Maybe Speedos. Lee Hart Speedo Cops. Maybe. Or bikinis for the girls. I Bikini Cops. Did um Dad Bloody Yo Speedo Cops ever spin off into Bikini Cops? No, it didn't. Just you Bikini Briefs. Might be some- onto something there. Yeah. Also in the news, Rick Moranis <laughs> uh, closes deal to return to Honey, I Shrink the Kids franchise. Do you pronounce it Rick Moranis? R- R- Moranis. I, I pronounce it Rick Moranis. Oh, do you? Mc- See, the reason why this is in the agenda is because I always wonder what happened to Rick Moranis because he was in every single movie for a while, wasn't he? Ghostbusters, Flintstones, Spaceballs, Parenthood. 
Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, and ten. And then do you know what he did, Rick Moranis? He's a little geeky guy with the glasses, you know. Yeah. He just thought, I've made enough money, I'd like to bring up my kids. So he just took 20 years off, 15 years off, to just bring up his kids and drive them around and get stuck into his kids. Not get stuck into his kids, hopefully. <laughs> it is Hollywood, though. Get uh, stuck into the uh, life parenting. of those kids, yeah. Yeah, and then now that's those kids are all at college, and he's like, okay, I'll come back and do some acting again. Oh, good on Rick good. Moranis. Rick, I say, Moranis, eh? Moranis. Go, go Moranis. Also, man starts quest to run like Kipchoge. Yeah, so there's this Herald reporter that has tried to run one of the Ks. You know, Kipoji ran the marathon in world record time. And when you're looking at that, every every 100 metres he ran at 17 seconds across his world record, not counted as a world record, but fastest ever marathon run. Yeah. This guy's tried to get from zero to running one of those Ks in a Kipoji time. That's right. So it's kind of similar to trying to beat um, Valerie Adams' shot put record by throwing a golf ball. Okay, or maybe trying to climb a mountain like, say, Mount Everest, but say, like Mount Eden. Yeah, right. Climbing the first 100 metres of Mount Everest. Well, we're going to chat to him yeah. anyway. Yeah, in the support of fashion. Go yeah. for him, go Kiwi, give him a taste. Totes. The Hodaki Breakfast with Matt Heath and Jeremy Wells. Cheers to ITM. Today-ish in history. And on the 14th of February, which is today, Valentine's Day, 1998, the people of New Zealand fell in love with the Museum of New Zealand, Te Papa, which officially opened in Wellington on the waterfront after a decade of planning, construction and arguing. And uh, I remember at the time, because a warehouse opened up across the road about the same time, and I remember a, a young team of sceptical television reporters um, called Artsold did a uh, did a story on that and, and pointed out that the warehouse of, across the road had more cultural significance <laughs> To New Zealand and to Papa. It was the dumbing down of museums, wasn't it? Museums, like the Auckland Museum's fantastic. Otago Museum, they're fantastic. And then to Papa was just like, let's throw a museum together that's for the kids. And we'll put all the good stuff out the back. Bloody to Papa. It's not my place. Here's then Prime Minister Jenny Shipley at the opening. But if you think we're just opening today a building with valuable things in it, then you'd be wrong. The treasures here are not just objects, images and sounds. They are also memories and ideas. All right, the ship. (laughs) Shut up, the ship. Hey, don't be rude to the ship. Isn't the ship going to jail for some kind of main freight? No, the ship. Maybe. But the ship. (laughs) The ship. She just didn't read some papers properly. I think that's why. I don't think the ship's done anything too bad. The ship, <laughs> she, she spoke very well there. I think she's got lovely diction. The ship was New Zealand's first female PM. That's wasn't, right. Wasn't she the was. ship. She's, she was. I liked she, people often who, who hate the ship because there were a lot of people who disliked the ship but they, but people who didn't like it always go, she, she was never elected. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. people always go, she's not the first oh. elected Prime Minister. She, so she broke the glass ceiling but sort of th- because she was voted in by her party. Yeah. She oh, was, right, yeah. You know, people people always hold that one over her. The ship, she pulled into port for a couple of years and then she sailed off into the sunset to China. She's quite nice, the ship. Amaru, right? The ship. Ashburton. Oh, the Burton. Beautiful. Yeah. Love Ashburton. Yeah. Go the ship. Uh, despite the popularity of the museum, some people, it did have its critics. It was described by some traditionalists as the theme park, like mm. you, for example. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're I like a museum to be dark and scary with the, like, weird corridors and, like, the Otagi Museum. 
It's great. The, the Early Settlers Museum. No, I love the Early Settlers Museum. What? That's a right. That's the most racist museum in New Zealand. The Early Settlers Museum. It's on the top five most racist museum. museum. It's there's not a, now. It's not called the Early Settlers Museum. There's anymore. a broom cupboard dedicated to Maori. There's not. When you go in, it has the whole history of the world, and it's so inclusive of Maori now. The now, Early Settlers Museum. Now. It's now just called the Settlers Museum. All settlers. All comers are welcome in the target. Always have been. Afterthought. You can listen to the Matt and Jerry Show live from 6 till 9am weekdays. Text north or south to 3483 for a frequency near you. Cheers to ITM. You're living rough at the moment because you're trying to get rid of all the luxuries out of your life because you're trying to make yourself into a better person. Like a stronger person, like a hunter and gatherer type. Go back to the natural genetic potential of the Homo sapiens. The homo... Sapiens, sapiens. Sapiens, sapiens. That's homo... Erectus. erectus. No, the homo erectus is old school. I'm losing the erectus. Were I'm you a going. homo erectus last night? <laughs> <laughs> that is so juvenile. You know, I've got a degree in anthropology, and we, in the anthropology department of the Otago University, we frown on the homo erectus jokes. You were definitely a homo erectus like, the other day when you, had that, when you locked your door and you had your computer open and... I may have been erectus, but there was nothing homo about it. <laughs> that is juvenile. That is juvenile, Jerry. We are talking to Simon Bridges, the leader of the National Party after... We're not talking s- about that. Quarter past seven. You should not make jokes like homo erectus. That's... That, that is... Ch- you, you started that. Homo athrolopirentis. What's that? I don't know, another one. Astrolopirentis? Homo erectus. What was the audio? Osteoporosis. The order, order of Homo erectus. Yeah, well, so what are we going to talk to? What are we going to talk to? Homo um, erectus. He goes osteoporosis. <laughs> and then it goes Homo sapien. Um, what are we going to talk to um, Simon Bridges about? About Homo well, erectus. You know, well, I mean, we can ask him about Homo erectus. 3483, you've got to text through your best question for Simon Bridges, and we'll ask him later on. I see Parliament's just gone back. Uh, what the hell have they been doing? It's This is the first week that they've been back. So they come back in February. Lazy, lazy, lazy. And yet they make us take one day public holiday for Waitangi. Yeah, we've all been a, back on since... On an annoying day like a Thursday. We've all been back since Jan 1 and they fart into work early Feb. Oh, we'll be taking them to task on that. Yeah. If, if you're elected Prime Minister of New Zealand, will you be sitting Parliament from Jan 1? Absolutely, should yeah. Be. They should be sitting every day. They should be sitting around every day, yelling at each other. Not sitting, getting like things that. done. Not sitting. I don't think that's the way to do it. Can't believe it. Those they've just come back, and then they come back, and then they bicker like children. Astrolopithecus afarensis. That's what I was trying to think of. What's that? It's another one. Is that one that locks one of our on the deck and then <laughs> and then opens up its computer on the deck? No, I'm um. I'm just trying to honour the heritage of the Homo sapien. That's us. Coming up this morning on the Matt and Jerry Show, we'll be running the SU du jour again. He's about 7.30. Some good-looking ponies in there, Jerry. Yeah, there are. Actually, you can give us a bell uh, when we announce the field about 7.30. And if your horse wins the SU du jour guineas, then uh, you will take home an amazing prize. It is an imaginary horse race where we race the topics of the week against each other. Thank God that you said that because if people don't know that by now, there's something something wrong. I guess there's always new listeners to the Matt and Jerry Show. If you don't know that by now. 
Uh, also, we'll be announcing the year that we'll be looking back off for the Radio Hauraki yearbook. Uh, Angie will be counting down the top nine songs from that particular year around about nine o'clock this morning. Uh, also, your chance to win $1,000 with Be A Hero, go for the zero. Three questions, a $10 question, put that one on the line. Go for the $100 question, put that $100 on the line. Add a zero, be a hero, potentially win $1,000. We need to give that away. Woo! Lots coming up. Matt and Jerry Show, Radio Hodaki. This is the Hodaki Breakfast Podcast with Matt Heath and Jeremy Wells. Cheers to ITM. To the Matt and Jerry Show, the national leader, Simon Bridges. Simon, uh, national head in the polls, and uh, you've rocketed up yeah. to... 11% as yeah. preferred Prime Minister, a mere 30% below Jacinda Ardern, the New Zealand Prime Ooh. Minister. I mean, are you yeah. happy with that, or do you want to go a little bit higher? Oh, well, if you think about that, that's exponential growth, my friend. <laughs> I think by the election I can hit 13%. Wow. On that sort of trajectory. Oh, come on. Right. Yeah, I guess aim for, the, aim for the sky and you might hit the ceiling, you know? Yeah, exactly, exactly. But... Um, yeah, look, a lot of that, uh, you know, people got to stop making excuses for Jacinda. They, I think, you know what, some of your listeners out there, they'll be saying, oh, yeah, but she's a nice, everyone around is crap, for twice, they can't build anything. David Clark, the health minister, they don't even know who he is, actually, but he doesn't know what he's doing. Um, but, but, you know, she's okay. No, stop making excuses. Leadership's about getting things done. And uh, you all know National will get things done. I've got one word for you, Jemima. Jemima. Get Jemima out there. Yeah. Jemima, my two-year-old daughter, 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 apple of my eye. Apple of your annoying. eye, cute. You should have Jemima under your arm 24-7. That'll get you over 13%. Yeah, that might get me to 16%. Hey, how come you guys are just sitting in Parliament now? I mean, Parliament's just started back. We're in February. What? Yeah. Everyone else has been at back a week for ages. What the hell have you guys been doing? Yeah. It's, that's yeah, old well, school. That is old school. That is old school. <laughs> it's like school holidays in the old days, right? Yeah, you guys get no, you, you go on holiday on like the 9th of November and you come back on like the 20th of uh, February. Whoa. Oh, I mean, have been back for a week. Answer. There yeah. is actually, then the reality is these guys have got nothing to do. Did you know it's, it's still the majority of what the government is doing in Parliament at the moment is stuff national started? Right, it's national laws. So we're just sitting there twiddling our thumbs, waiting for them to actually come up with a plan, but they don't have one. But the good news is national does have a plan. Well, can you guarantee that if you're Prime Minister, you guys will be in Parliament every day from Jan 1? Every single day <laughs> from 4am till at least... Arguing afternoon. with each other, debating, yelling <laughs> abuse across the chamber. Yeah, it's all about the big issues. I mean, we, we hit the Prime Minister up about this a while ago. You know, if National get in, Waitangi weekend, Waitangi day. It's a Thursday this week, this year, wasn't it? Thursday. Yeah, that's not on. Well, why not make it a weekend? What's the? Yeah, what's, you, why not make it a weekend? How hard is it to, to go, yeah, it's just going to be a weekend from now on. It's always going to be a weekend. What do you mean? People but would people love that, don't get it, But then people don't get a holiday. What yeah, are you they talking do. about? They, no, no, you get a Friday. You put it on Friday. Friday. Instead of it hanging oh, out in the middle of nowhere stupid. like an old man's nappy dumb. on Thursday. Sort out the holidays. Well, everyone. National no, everyone step in. think your show's doing that anyway. Oh, look, National step in and say, look, we're going to sort the holidays out. The working people of New Zealand, none of them worked Friday. Working people are you talking about four days. They had four days off, you know, and you know, at the at the batch, at the crib, Fale at the mai mai. They they weren't they weren't they didn't work Friday. You're they saying you're days. saying people fell upon you fell upon to do the bridge. That's what the French do. But why not just make it? Why not just make it 
I, I reckon if you stepped in and you went, okay, National, we're going to sort out all the holidays. So, so you know what working people love? Holidays. <laughs> they love not working. Yeah. So Thursday, you got your Waitangi Day, first Thursday of Feb, and then on Friday, you're fanning all the anniversary days across the whole country into yeah. Friday. Waitangi Weekend. What we actually need is a new day. What's a new day we could... Like, I'd like a sort of Simon Bridges day, but we couldn't call it that because that'd be a bit immodest. What about Rosé Day, where everyone, like, just gets on the rosés? From 10am, because it's a holiday. Oh, you, you, tell you what, just start promising holidays. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, start promising holidays. People love it. People put what some more holidays in. suggest that to the Labour Party, they'll just do it. Right? I mean, anything. They, they're spending your money. Look, holidays, who cares? Well, you tell you what, if there's one thing the supporters, you know, the business roundtable and the supporters of National like, they like holidays. They, they like their workers on holiday. They love holidays. Simon Bridges, leader of the National Party, thanks for your time this morning. Here's Split Ends. You can listen to the Matt and Jerry Show live from 6 till 9am weekdays. Text north or south to 3483 for a frequency near you. Cheers to ITM. So, Jerry, you've said that you're leaving your partner of 20 years, Tulsi, because of the present that she gave you last night for Valentine's Day. There's a few people that are guessing what that could be. Yeah, there are. They're coming through on 3483. Some of them are a little bit uh, inappropriate and maybe well, not. Actually, the only one I can see here is wildly inappropriate. Yeah. I'm not going to read that out. Shocking. Uh, I'd give Jerry anything he wanted for Valentine's Day. This is another text that just came through, but I'd draw the line at a blumpkin. What's a blumpkin? What is a blumpkin? I'm going to look up a blumpkin. Can, can someone look up a blumpkin? A blum... I'm, it's not going to be good, is it? Someone says, did your partner give you size XS condoms? No. No. A blumpkin is the act of performing... Oh, oh come on! That's oh. disgusting. How does anyone oh. even know that? Well, I never. Oh, my. I have never in God. my life thought of such oh a thing. God. <laughs> Was it full-size prophylactics? Because... That just shows how little she knows you. Now, here's someone who knows me, and lo- this is someone who's who's a person of my heart. Jeremy, um, I would be very happy to give you a signed Sir Richard Hadley cricket bat for Valentine's <laughs> and some Virat Kohli cologne, and then invite lovely Trenty to come join us. <laughs> Love your work. So that's a, that is what Tulsi should have given me. What, a, a, a three with lovely Trenty? Uh, yeah, absolutely. And Sir Richard Hadley cricket bat and some Virat Kohli. Now, that would have been an ultimate gift. I would have been like, that is... I love that. I I love that gift. What about if she dressed up in pads, um, a helmet, <laughs> and gloves, holding a bat, and started doing the come hither's finger? It would have been better than what she got me. Trust me. Well, just tell us what she. No, got I'll you. tell you, and I'm and I see. It's I'm still trying to get over it. It's the kind it. of thing. I oh, seriously, if I gave this to her, I. Was it socks and jocks? No, it's so much worse than that. It's so much worse than that. It's it's terrible. Was it a, a sort of coronavirus mask? No, that's... Was oh. it the coronavirus? <laughs> Don't... She gave you the coronavirus. Guess. You'll never guess. You'll ne- it's so bad. You'll, ne- you'll never guess it. It's the end of a 20-year relationship. Coming up after 7.30, we'll run over the SU du Jour Guineas field. You can give us a call on 0800 Hodaki. Grab yourself a horse, and if you win, you win the SU du Jour Guineas prize pack. But what the hell is the SU du Jour Guineas, Jerry? Uh, it's an imaginary horse race we run every week where we pit the issues of the week. 
off against each other after eight. Your chance Why would to we win do that? Thousand dollars. Why would we do it? Yeah. Why would we put the issues of the week in a form of imaginary horse race? Because uh, we're bored. <laughs> <laughs> Stay tuned. Because you can do a half decent horse <laughs> race announcer can, impression. <laughs> yeah. Because I can impersonate a horse race. That's it. <laughs> Stay tuned. Matt and Jerry Show Radio. The Matt and Jerry Show podcast. You can listen live from six till nine a.m. weekdays. Text North or South to 3483 for a frequency near you. Cheers to ITM. Now on Fridays we race the biggest issues from the week's news against each other. You can ring us now on 0800 Hodaki. Choose yourself one of those issues in the form of an imaginary horse. And if that horse wins a race, you win the issue du jour against prospect. Let's go over the field. 0800 Hodaki is the number to give us a call on now. Uh, horse number one is I will drink until tomorrow noon. South Korean director Bong Joon-ho won the Oscar for Best Picture, Best Director and Best Original Screenplay at the Academy Awards this week. Before the awards, the great New Zealander said, I will drink until tomorrow noon. <laughs> Morning, Milan from Christchurch. How are you? Yeah, good, good. Yeah. Ever drunk till noon? Uh, yeah, probably a couple times. Ah, good on you, Milan. Yeah, you're starting at 11.55 though, aren't you? Good on you, Milan. <laughs> All right, that horse is yours, Milan. Good luck for the yes, issue. Guineas, thank you. Number two, horse number two is birthday Jewett suit. A naked man has been captured on camera outside an Auckland pack and save strolling along the footpath in the buff before performing a bizarre martial arts move. Here's one passerby's reaction. Just a naked guy up here. Oh my god. (laughs) Morning, Brendan from the Mount. Ever been nude before? Ah, absolutely. You nude now? No. Why not? I'm driving the kids to school. What are you wearing? Jeans. Under that? No. <laughs> Good on you. I knew, I knew it. I knew Good if we you. dug deep enough. Good on you, Brendan. <laughs> Good on you. Horse number three is whitewashed Indians. The New Zealand cricket team successfully skirted around the edges of a hate crime when they made sure they completed a clean sweep instead of a whitewash of the Indian cricket team when they beat them three zip in the one-day series. Chris, you're from Christchurch. Are you racist? No, I'm not, but I did enjoy the whitewash, though. Mm, it's called a clean sweep, You're racist, sweep, baby, You're Chris. racist, you're All racist, right. you're it's racist. clean sweep, Chris. You're racist, but that horse is yours. Good luck with that. And number four is masturbating. What? I know. Aucklanders are being asked to cut their shower times to just four minutes as the city struggles with how fast water has been consumed, which means it's time to just focus on cleaning things while you're in the shower. No extracurricular activities. Thank you very much, people. Paula, have you ever masturbated in the shower? Oh, come on, Jerry. Oh, I'm just asking you whether she's masturbated. Don't. <laughs> Never. Good. Good on you, Paula. Good, Paula. You, Good. You keep doing you. And no, that's not the right thing to say. Don't do you. Ever. Don't. Please. Good no luck one with should. Issue de jour guineas, Paula. Jerry, it's Valentine's Day. So, exa- well, exactly. Yeah. That later. Can you keep it Don't up? Don't bring that up that it's Valentine's Day. Stop oh my. I, was, I was in the moment. I was thinking about the issue de jour guineas. You've bought the Valentine's Day thing back again. That oh. reminds me that I've got to leave my partner of 20 years. Horse number five is late white hype. Uh, rapist Eminem uh, didn't apologise for being 70 years, 17 years late to pick up the Oscar he won for Best Original Song in 2003, but he did blast out Lose Yourself for all the tuxedo and ball gown-wearing attendees to bop along to. Corey, the courier driver from Karori, welcome to the Matt and Jerry Show. That horse is yours, number five. 
Excellent. Cheers, mate. It's a pleasure. Good luck with the yes, you do you again. He's will be running that in approximately two and a half minutes. The Hodaki Breakfast with Matt Heath and Jeremy Wells. Cheers to ITM. Let's cross now to Tarapa for the live running of the issue du jour guineas. Yes, Matt, you've got your hand up. What is the issue du jour guineas? It's an imaginary horse race where we put the issues of the week off against each other. You know that. Just checking. Okay, let's cross live. We've got the green light. We're set now for the start of the Hauraki issue du jour guineas. And they're off and racing. I will drink until tomorrow noon. Got a great start. Late White Hype was out just behind her. Number two, Birthday Jiu-Jitsu wasn't far behind. Number four, Master Bathing is really going for it in the middle of the pack. And sadly, number three, Whitewashed Indians has had a terrible start. They hit the 200-metre mark as a field settles now. Late White Hype leads the field with Birthday Jiu-Jitsu on her shoulder. Then comes number four, Master Bathing. Quarter of a length from her to I Will Drink Until Tomorrow Noon on the outside and dead last still as Whitewashed Indians. The final 300 left to race. Here they come into the turn. Birthday Jiu-Jitsu now making a move through the middle of the back. I Will Drink Until Tomorrow Noon running strongly on the outside. The field spreads across the track. Coming home well is Master Bathing though. But here comes Birthday Jiu-Jitsu through the middle. 100 metres left to run now. Turning on the pace now is Birthday Jiu-Jitsu. She's not far behind Master Bathing. This is going to be close. Who's it going to be? Is it going to be Birthday Jiu-Jitsu to Master Bathing? And as they cross the line, it's Master Bathing who comes first just by a nose and takes away the Haraki issue du jour guineas. What a win for this fantastic little three-year-old. She's in some great form, that's for sure. Congratulations, Paula from Christchurch. You've won the issue du jour guineas. You backed a horse. I can't believe you backed that horse. <laughs> that's disgusting. Master Bathing. Uh, Paula, Jerry. I expect more from you. There's no losers with masturbating. Excuse me, Paul. Oh, my God. I've never been more offended in my life. Excuse me. On Valentine's Day. My God. Congratulations, Paula. Well done. Good to talk to you. She seems lovely. She does seem lovely. I like Paula. Oh, let's ask her about... Hey, Paula, who's your Valentine? Uh, My husband. What's his name? Chris Miller. Chris Miller. What's his middle name? Aaron. Chris. Aaron Miller. C-A-M. Yeah. Cam. <laughs> the Matt and Jerry Show Podcast. You can listen live from 6 till 9 a.m. weekdays. Text north or south to 3483 for a frequency near you. Cheers to ITM. Radio Hodaki has been looking back on great years, great years in music. It's called the Hodaki Yearbook. Uh, and... Uh, Let's uh, go over some of the highlights from the year 1997. We didn't even get in the DeLorean. I, William Jefferson Clinton, do solemnly swear that I will faithfully execute the office of President of the United States. I'll never let go. I promise. Was that 1997 Titanic? Oh, that's that's right, one billion, one billion eight hundred and forty-three million dollars. Grossed. We are the men in black. Uh, terrible movie, Men in Black. Terrace in Liverpool. Love and marriage. Paul McCartney got knighted and married with children was cancelled after two hundred sixty-two episodes for ten years. What a great show that was. Yeah. It's interesting, eh? What's that guy's name? Al. He then went on to be Modern Family. He's just been in the sitcoms his whole life. Yeah. But he's he's such a great dad. Oh, he's brilliant. He's such a great sitcom dad. I mean, is Homer Simpson. Homer Simpson's based on him, really, isn't he? 
Oh, yeah, I mean, it's all the same Loosely. kind of thing. Well, he's not as fat, though, is he? Really? Yeah. Ed O'Neill is his name. Ed O'Neill, yeah. How come, how come you didn't put us in the DeLorean? Oh, uh, because I, I just thought we'd done that those uh, other days, so I thought we wouldn't do that today. I like we've already done the, that. I like going the DeLorean. Uh, Michael Jackson's uh, End of History World Tour, uh, a record of uh, 4,500,000 people attended those gigs. Do you remember the one at uh, Ericsson Stadium in Auckland where he just said, I love you, I have you. I love you. Yeah, well, it's not as far. He was dangerously you. wasted the whole time, turns I love out. You. Nobody ever thought it, but it turns out he was a massive drug addict. Yeah. Who would have thought? Well, it they makes all sense are, now. aren't they? All those bloody rock stars are all on the bloody drugs, aren't they? Well, no, I mean, people were sort of thinking, you know, you're either a heroin addict or you're a cocaine guy, you're a, you're a alky. I know he was just massively dosed up on horrific prescription medication. Yeah, prescription drugs have taken Michael Jackson, Prince, Mm -hmm. and Tom Petty. Mm -hmm. You know, those guys, like, say, Tom Petty, for example, he was on smack and illegal drugs his whole life, but when he got on the prescription drugs, that's what took him down. Yeah. So after nine, Angie's going to count down the best tunes from 1997 in her top nine at nine. And each hour from then on, we'll be blasting out more tracks from uh, back in the day. Also, we'll have an album to give away on vinyl, thanks to the great New Zealanders at Real Groovy. Today, it's the Foo Fighters, the colour and the shape. Then at 3pm, Greg Pebble count down one of the most significant albums uh, from the same year. Hey, speaking of that year, this song here, Foo Fighters, My Hero, that's from 1997 off the uh, colour and the shape album. You can listen to the Matt and Jerry Show live from 6 till 9am weekdays. Text north or south to 3483 for a frequency near you. Cheers to ITM. Agenda. It was described as world sports equivalent of putting a man on the moon the day Yuliad Kipchoge uh, achieved the most impossible feat by running the first ever sub two hour marathon. On October 12 last year, the 35-year-old Kenyan crossed the finish line in Vienna's Prater Park in 1 hour, 59 minutes, 40 seconds. Almost two minutes faster than the world record he set in Berlin in 2018. And more importantly, at a breakneck pace of 2 minutes, 50 seconds per K. Following the Kenyan's remarkable effort from... Hamilton, NZME Sports News Director Stephen Holloway felt inspired to challenge a few mates to see who could run a K the fastest. And Steve joins us here in the studio. How did you go? G'day, guys. Well, you have to go to the New Zealand Herald to uh, see the results. Oh, what a tease. A, yeah. What a tease. <laughs> oh, what a tease. <laughs> yeah. Your so, situation so basically was... You only had to bowl, you only, you actually won one of the K. Yes. So one of the K at 2 minutes 52. Yes. And he ran 40. Two of them. So you're running yeah. one forty second of a of a marathon. Yeah. So to give that bit of perspective, so if you go to any treadmill in New Zealand uh, at any gym, the max speed they go to is level twenty. So that's twenty kilometres an hour. He ran faster than that for forty two <laughs> kilometres. So if you've ever maxed out a treadmill, like you look like a bit of a knob because <laughs> no one ever cranks in that. Yeah, high. you see those guys thumping <laughs> yeah. along. You yeah, settle down, you mate. Think, right, this guy's showing off. So. D- d- did you do the Kipchoge with the help? You know, you had the, the what's his name, uh, Kipchoge. He had uh, people around him, a team supporting him. He had the line in front of him yeah. so he could see. Yeah. So so we well, the plan was we had a pacer. So there was this young kid, one of New Zealand's best runners. So the idea was he was going to run every 200 metres in 34 seconds. Yep. And I was going to hang with him. And I thought, 
if we do that, I might be able to do it. <laughs> and he goes out of the gates and he did the first 230 seconds. So I've got <laughs> oh. the, the coach has, has got the microphone and he's sort of calling out the time as we're going. And I realise after the first 200 metres that I'm going to be dying in the last because we've gone out too fast. Yeah, oh, right. Your, your pacer overshot pacer. the mark. Yeah, little like you, you sort of 17-year-old kid. He got the pace wrong. Well, yeah. 17. They never know the right pace, do they? They always come, <laughs> yeah, they always come out of the gaze too quick <laughs> out of the gaze. he's 17. Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> so what made you want to do this? It started off as a way to get fit. I'm sort of competitive guy. I get a group of mates and we were like, let's have a challenge. We'll see who can run 1K the fastest by Christmas Day. Yeah. And it got super competitive <laughs> all of a sudden. Like one of my mates, big 92 kg guy, pulled out like a three minute 13 straight out of the gate. I was like, Jesus, where did that Whoa. come from? Which was the best thing because it was like, all right, I'm going to get him. I'm going to get him. And as my time got faster and faster, I started off at four minutes was the first time I posted. Yeah. Uh, and then as we sort of snowballed and competition picked up, I stumbled across across Kipchoge's numbers. And I was like, geez, this guy did 250 a kilometre for 42 kilometres. Yeah, That's nuts. And when yeah. you have an appreciation for that pace, it just blows your mind. So then the idea, we got a videographer on board. It's like, right, I'm going to train for this. I'm going to get a coach on board and see if I can do it. And, yeah, the speed is just nuts. That, I mean, to do a marathon... I mean, to do a marathon's a great achievement anyway, let's be honest. It's, it's a long way to run 42Ks. But at that pace... So so it's running 100 metres in 17 seconds, 422 times. Which, well, you know, you think back to like intermediate school running yeah. races and you're thinking, oh, I did 14, 15 seconds for 100 metres. That was pretty good. Yeah. And then doing that 422 times. That's nuts. Yeah. Well, we'll back with um, uh, Stephen Holloway in just a minute. More on this attempt. And we've got some other challenges for you as well, actually. Some other sports you can cut down to size. That's right. I mean, if you're climbing Mount Everest, for example, a 40-second of Mount Everest is uh, about Mount Eden. (laughs) Reckon you can make it up Mount Eden? I think I could do Mount Eden. It's the Queens of the Stone Age, 823 Matt and Jerry Show. You can listen to the Matt and Jerry Show live from 6 till 9am weekdays. Text north or south to 3483 for a frequency near you. Cheers to ITM. We're talking to Stephen Holloway, who was attempting to run 1K as fast as Eliud Kipchoge, uh, 2 minutes, 52 Seconds. He did 42 of them, though, didn't he, Kipchoge? He weighs 52 kgs. He's just a little guy. How much do you weigh? Uh, yeah, 78 kg. 78 kg. So you're hauling around a lot more blocks of butter than he is. <laughs> 20, yeah, he 26 kgs is a if lot. If you imagine that in terms of kilograms of butter just holding out the front or in a backpack, that's quite a lot extra to carry. It kind of levels out, doesn't it? My weight doing one and his weight doing 42. It's a similar achievement. Yeah, that's right. He, yeah, if he puts the backpack on with the extra 20 kg, then go for it. Yeah. <laughs> so where do, we, where do we see whether or not you do this challenge? Where do we see whether or not you won? Yeah. Uh, New Zealand Herald website and it's a, a premium story. It should be on the on the front page there. Yeah, there's a, a nice sort of write-up and some great photos and, and a great video. It had one of the best videographers in the game, Mike Scott, put together a 15-minute awesome epic. So yeah, go check it out. Do you think you could throw a cricket ball as far as Tom Walsh can throw a shot put? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah I've got 163 that. Yeah. grams to 7.5 kg is about 46 uh, times lighter a cricket ball than a shot pot. Yeah, uh, what's Usain Bolt running? He's running the uh, 100 meters in 9.58. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we're saying, can you run 10 meters in two <laughs> seconds? <laughs> 
That might be hard. No, I don't think... Uh, Zero. I, I was known in my football days as quite a sluggish striker, so I don't know if I've got that fast fibre in my... You need my to have long legs for 10 metres in two seconds. Slow starter, yeah. yeah. No, but I'm, he is a slow starter, Usain Bolt, though, isn't he? That's yeah. The thing. He, he does start quite slow. Once he gets those legs going, that's a whole different story. Um, what else have we got? Um, Tom Sietis held his breath underwater for 22 minutes and 22 seconds. Jesus. What, how the hell did he do that? So one tenth of that would be two minutes and 23 seconds. No way. Got that. Yep. You yeah. You reckon yeah. you could do that? But you'd have to do one forty two second of that, wouldn't you? Well, part of, part of the training that I was doing for this thing is this, this Wim Hof breathing, and part of that is you do these big breath retention holds. So it was like sort of three minutes holding the breath for three minutes, and it sort of blows your mind. Yeah. Right, yeah. So I've got, I've got that one in there. I don't think I could do three minutes. Yeah. All right, Steve. Well, um, I'm looking forward to watching the video, uh, and also uh, if you want to watch it at home, you can go and watch the trailer on uh, the Hauraki uh, website, hauraki.co.nz. Thanks so much for coming in. Cheers, guys. The Matt and Jerry Show Podcast. You can listen live from 6 till 9am weekdays. Text north or south to 3483 for a frequency near you. Cheers to ITM. The morning, uh, the Radio Hariki yearbook. We're looking back on 1997 today. Angie's going to be counting down the top nine tunes from 1997 after nine. A couple of texts are on 3483, Matt, regarding Valentine's Day. Jeremy and Matt, at least be thankful for the broom. Uh, at least it's new. My ex-husband gave me a second-hand vacuum cleaner <laughs> in capitals, which he got for free one Valentine's Day. Middle finger emoji. Five stars would recommend him to other partners. Yeah, here's another text on 3483. I gave my wife a hand truck for her birthday. What's a hand truck? A hand truck's one of those things that couriers have that are um, with wheels on them oh. and you can take big parcels and stuff and you flip them down and you can For moving things. around? Yeah, like, like furniture movers have, yeah. What? Why would you think that your wife needed a hand truck? Oh, I don't Is know. Is she not moving enough heavy stuff in from the car into the house? I don't know. Well, as I said before, my dad gave my mum a... Well, this isn't unfair. He happened to be buying a new ironing board on Valentine's Day. He'd forgotten about Valentine's Day and he'd bought an ironing board and brought that into the house, which then became a Valentine's Day present. It was the wrong day to bring buy a new ironing board, if you know what I mean. Yeah, no, that, that is the wrong day. I mean, I just don't know if you buy ironing boards, brooms, vacuum cleaners. Actually, the other there's a, it was a double blow for me yesterday because the other thing is our vacuum cleaner blew up. And you've got a broom now. And our, our vacuum cleaner blew up. Tulsi took it in to go and get fixed. And the person said, what's, what's wrong with it? And she said, I don't know, it blew up. And, I mean, who says that something blows up anyway? But she said she to the woman, it, bags. it blew up. And uh, the woman said, well, what's, what's wrong with it? And Tulsi goes, I don't know. I've never used it. <laughs> <laughs> she's never used the vacuum cleaner. She didn't even know how to turn it on. See, that's why she's giving you the broom, because you're an over-cleaner. You're one of those psychos that's constant in no, cleaning. Someone's got to clean the house. But you take, and then, so yesterday, so she took it in a few days ago. But anyway, yesterday, though, I got the bill for it. So, so here's the bill for the vacuum cleaner, which I use all the time, which, which you know, she passes So she got you the bill for the vacuum used, cleaner. And she gives me a broom. Here's What's the bill for the vacuum cleaner and a broom for a Valentine's Day. Yeah. But what do you give? What's a good Valentine's Day present for, for, for a man? I mean, we don't really want anything. Jocks and socks. Jocks and socks. Happy with jocks and socks. Jocks and socks. Nothing wrong with jocks and socks. A broom. But you gave Tulsi scent. Yes, yeah, some beautiful, which, which as I said before, is like telling her that she stinks. You're like, yeah. you reek. 
I need. I want to change the way you smell for Valentine's Day. That's what you're saying with that. You can listen to the Matt and Jerry Show live from 6 till 9am weekdays. Text north or south to 3483 for a frequency near you. Cheers to ITM. The Agenda. On the agenda this morning, Rick Moranis closes deal to return to Honey, I Shrunk the Kids franchise. Is this really the key issue that's um, affecting Kiwis across the country today? Rick Moranis, of course, from Ghostbusters and Honey, I Shrunk the Kids and little nerdy little guy with the glasses, you know, that um, got it on with Sigourney Weaver and Ghostbusters turned into the dog man. Uh, he's back in movies after taking a hiatus. That's the that's the that's key topic. Okay, all right. What else you got? Man starts quest to run like Kipchoge. Well, we've just talked to him, haven't we? Mm-hmm. Stephen Holloway. Yeah, yeah. Tried to run a K in seven point five two minutes. But right now, uh, police add e-bikes to their crime fighting arsenal. Now, this is something that your average New Zealander cares about. Selected officers are taking part in a trial in Wellington, Auckland, Christchurch and Dunedin acting national manager for road policing. Inspector Jenny Welsh says biking is becoming a more common way of getting around and it's an easy way to get through traffic. Well, interesting, isn't it, really? In Wellington, you wouldn't want to be out on your e-bike every day as a cop, would you, when it gets very windy down there? I don't know if you know this about Wellington. Quite windy. She told Faf and Paf Duplessis Ellen uh, this could give officers a better look into their communities. Uh, people are choosing different modes of transport. We've got scooters, skateboards, we've got bikes, so it's an opportunity for us to change our ways. Well, it'll be interesting to get into those chases, car chases, wouldn't it? Bike chases. I ride my bike around a little bit. I commit a crime, then I've got a couple of smokies on my tail and those smokies are on bikes. I back myself on that situation. Yeah. Well, a couple. Well, I remember once years ago when, that, when the helmet rule first came in, coming down Queen Street, and a police officer was coming up the other way, and they pointed at me and they put their lights on and then uh, they went to do a U-turn and then I went back the other way and then they had nowhere to go and they couldn't turn into the traffic and then I just went through Altair Square and I was gone. Oh, right, and they went, that's Newsboy from Havoc and Newsboy <laughs> Show. We'll just send out the TVNZ officers and give them a ticket. That's right, they gave me a taste of Kiwi. Up next, uh, we chat to Constable Mike Minogue from Wellington Paranormal to see what he thinks about the whole thing. So we're going to talk about this key police issue. We're going to talk to an actor who plays a police officer on TV about it. That's right. Is he the right person? That's I mean, you know, he's not a real police officer. No, I know. Officer Mike Minogue. He's He knows all about this. Sort of stuff. <laughs> he's the he's guy to go to. Matt Heath and Jeremy Wells. The Hodaki Breakfast. <laughs> Cheers to ITM. Uh, the newest crime-fighting tool for police. Uh, to talk about this police issue, we've got... Uh, an actor who plays a police officer on TV, Officer Mike Minogue from Wellington Paranormal. Welcome to the Matt and Jerry Show. What do you think about this issue? Uh, well, I haven't even heard about it, actually, until you guys brought it up. I don't know what you're calling me for, but just to point out that I'm I'm an actor and I'm not an actual cop, so I don't really... I haven't actually got an opinion on it, really. But you operate within the realm of police work in that you wear a uniform on TV that looks like yeah, you look I mean, like that, a cop. yeah. Yeah, no, in that realm, then, yeah, I'm an expert. Were you willing to weigh in, then, in terms of... Were you willing to weigh in on behalf of police around this key issue around them jumping on e-bikes and getting out into the community? Right, so it's actual e-bikes. It's not just standard push bikes. They actually don't even have to pedal, is that right? Yeah, we see, because they've lowered the uh, restrictions of who can get into the police now, so (laughs) not everyone can pedal. You don't have to be able to ride a bike to get into the police. Oh, they've got rid of the physical component now, have they? Yeah, it was bullying, apparently, to get them to prove that they (laughs) could walk on a plank. Yeah, no, it's asking a bit much of people that they uh, weigh less than 150 kilos. So yeah, that's gone. Um, yeah, I don't. Well, I guess it's good, isn't it? I mean, I know that they have a lot of uh, car crashes. I think last year they wrote off 
54 cars, <laughs> um, actually till like 56, and then uh, they had 4,130 crashes in the last three years, and 70% of those crashes were the fault of the police. So it's probably a good idea that they get out on their push bikes just to keep their cost down a bit. Are they going to be wearing shorts? I mean, do they have to change the uniform? I'm not. I haven't ever seen a uh, a New Zealand police uniform. I, I I think the police uniform issue slack. Uh, that's just got a straight leg with no shape at all. Um, I can't see how that's going to work on an e-bike. No, no. I, I actually think that they're having to go with bike shorts. So they're having to go with the tight lycra, oh. um, and they've got police running up the side of it. Oh, so that could come oh, right okay. up against. That could come right up against the lack of physical requirements oh, to get into the police. Oh, bike shorts really let it all hang out. Yeah, well, you're going to have to. Uh, you're going to have to have some kind of uh, decent physical specimen filling out those shorts because yeah. otherwise you're going to have a whole lot of bullying going on. <laughs> um, and you know, and also I guess in terms of police chases, it means there's going to be a lot, there's, you know, there's been issues with fatalities with police chases of late. And I guess if you're on a push bike, you know, the cars don't have to go that fast to get away from the cops, so there'll be less issues yes, there as well. Oh, well, thanks for weighing in on this key issue as a Dude who plays an actor, a, an actor who plays police officers. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, uh, Mike Minogue. Uh, thanks thanks for calling me. Yeah, <laughs> Officer Minogue on Wellington Paranormal. Thanks so much for your time. Thank you for your insights. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the bike shorts are going to be interesting. Right. Go to arrest someone and someone looks down and goes, ha, ha. This is the Hodaki Breakfast Podcast with Matt Heath and Jeremy Wells. Cheers to ITM. And I'd just like to take this opportunity to wish a happy Valentine to all our listeners around the country and your partners and make it a good one, you know? Tell the people that you love that you love them. Don't give them a broom. Well, someone gave us yuckers. We got three yuckers, which, uh, how would you describe a yucca, Jerry? Uh, it's like a big tropical, it's a tropical plant with the spiky leaves. It, it's, it looks like a, a, a small palm tree. It's like a tardo cabbage tree. Mm. And so we've got three of those with roses, a red... Top of a pineapple. Looks like the top of a pineapple. Yeah, yeah. But on a sharp, sword-like leaves that will poke your eye. Roses are red, violets are blue. Yeah, you're And so are you. I think that's from a Katie Cornhole. Katie Cornhole. <laughs> those yuckers, they survive forever as well. That's yeah. a thing. Never yeah. get rid of them. All right, you're seeing busy. Really. Cheers to ITM.